G'day. You're listening to The Misadventures of Bo Hogart and the Brilliant Blue-Eyed Woman. My name's Vic. Plume.com. Chapter 19. Prison Pen Piggery. Immediately followed by Chapter 20. Off-Road Tripping. Enjoy. In the darkness of her putrid prison, Lena could barely see her fingers as she wiggled them in front of her eyes. What she was starting to see, however, was why confined farm pigs produced such a filthy stench. Pigs in the wild wouldn't stink, she thought. They'd have access to water in streams. They could perform their ablutions and excretions in a variety of places, with sunlight, wind and rain to take care of any unwanted odours. But when humans imprison animals, there's no escape for that animal or its smell. Lena pondered how humans and pigs are social and affectionate animals, how both are mammals capable of experiencing fear, pain and even depression, especially when imprisoned. Yet most pigs are confined in industrial farms and denied quality of life. Their babies are stolen and they all suffer greatly before being slaughtered. But what these tortured souls are forced to endure in the name of profit and the human lust for flesh would be illegal if they were a first world cat or dog. Lena's throat was dry, her head still throbbed from being pistol whipped and a dried blood clot had built up and hardened like a lump of tree sap on the back of her head. Stretching her legs in the pitch blackness, she was careful not to knock over the putrid toilet bucket. Her necklace beeped and a claustrophobic panic began to overwhelm her. She took in a deep breath, releasing it slowly while generating a calming hum. Remaining sane inside her dark, silent world was imperative. Repeatedly breathing in and humming slowly out, she became calm and one with everything. Chapter 20. Off-Road Tripping. Enjoy. Hurtling along the highway, Hans and Gretel sat in the front seats of the Jeep convertible, while I stood in the back like Fred Flintstone's pet dinosaur, Dino. Gretel's hair was still whipping in erratic, insane circles as we drove as fast as illegally possible, hopefully without attracting blue meanies. Hans, can you steer for a moment, please? Gretel yelled over the engine noise and through the stationary air we were racing through to get away from whoever it was that didn't want us to breathe any more of it. Hans, can you steer for a moment, please? Hans sat totally motionless in the shotgun seat, obviously affected by the explosive events that had recently rocketed into his radically rocked world. He hadn't spoken a word since I'd used his t-shirt as a wick to detonate the gas can. He seemed awake, but he wasn't quite right, like an unpaid and disgruntled waxworks dummy. Hans, please grab the wheel, eh? Gretel urged. Robotically raising his hand, Hans took hold of the steering wheel while the 
the rest of him remains as frozen as a Presbyterian Eskimo in an 1850s wedding photo. Using a hair tie, Gretel lassoed her mane into a ponytail and took back the steering wheel. What the fuck have you got us into, Bo? If that's your real name. Uh, sorry, Gretel. I was pretty out of it when I picked you guys up in Sweet Springs. I shouldn't have got you guys involved, but I'm glad I did. I'd be dead right now if you two hadn't helped me stay alive. Yeah, Gretel snapped. And me and Hans would be lazing by a backpacker's swimming pool with two less enemies, eh? I rummaged around in my hand luggage and found the last of Lou Stain's cash. Uh, here you go, I said, stuffing the wind-whipped wad into one of their backpacks. Please accept this cash as compensation, uh, and for helping me. There's about ten grand each. I know it's not much considering all the trouble, but there's more where this came from. What the? She yelled. Where the hell did you get that money from, eh? Uh, it's probably best you guys don't know the whole story. I roared over the roaring engine and into the roaring air. But don't worry, it's part payment from my employer. He's high up in the government, so you can be assured it's not from any illegal sources. What the hell are you talking about? Gretel yelled. The government's more corrupt than anyone, eh? Hans remained as frozen and unresponsive as an Olympic snowman battling an Arctic scarecrow in a staring competition. Uh, he must have really loved that t-shirt. Hold on! Gretel warned, spinning the steering wheel and veering off the highway. What the hell are you doing? I barked, grabbing the roll bar to avoid being thrown off the back. Gretel wasted no time in barking back. Those killers you so kindly introduced us to could be on our ass at any time. And I'm not playing with them again, not today, eh? As we banged and bumped over mounds, stumps and clumps, I became worried there wouldn't be any liquor stores where we were headed. And I immediately let Gretel know my concern. Uh, I don't think this is a good idea, sweetheart. Bad luck, honey bear, she yelled. But don't worry your pretty little pickled head about it. Hans needs some mental help, and I've got some good friends living off-grid. They'll be able to help him, and we'll be safe from your charming friends. Hmm, I pondered. Off-grid sounds like hippies. Hopefully they'll have some booze made from lentils or beans or something. Not that drinking was an immediate priority. I had other things to deal with, specifically an LSD overdose. <laughs> I'd been attempting to tap a trip tack out of the pack and into my mouth when Gretel accidentally hit a bump, sending a whole bunch pouring into my hot air hole. There was no chance of getting the little brain benders back into the packet, and there was no way I was going to waste them, so I swallowed them and wasted, wasted myself, myself instead. Half a bumpy hour later and the off-road trip was getting even trippier. Gretel was exuding cold waves of fiery light. Hands had become a stone grey lizard I couldn't look at without using the rear view mirror or I'd also turn to stone. And a white tasseled mountain chicken kept appearing just out of my view while attempting to roost on my head. As the wind's warm energy changed from a subtle red hue to a cooler blue haze, the daylight began fading in sync with the almighty Papa Sun, who Mother Earth was slowly turning her back on in order to warm her friends. Front. Three jagged brown noises flew out of the jeep's hood, appearing all around me in stinging succession, disappearing just as quickly as they'd arrived. Taking her hand off the horn, Gretel began waving at three distant life forms who'd appeared from under the ground. The creatures waved back, 
And as we got closer, I understood why Gretel was bringing hands here for help. These critters were also grey lizards. Flicking my tongue in and out, I communicated to them that we were friends who meant no harm. But before I knew it, I'd become preoccupied with a beautiful world that existed in a patch of rust, busily eating the convertible's roll bar. Uh, slow down, guys! I yelled to the voracious Rastafarians. Or I'll have nothing left to hold on to. It was going to be an interesting night, but only because it would soon be dark. I was in a severely psychoactive state, and I knew I had a drug problem. I also knew if I stayed positive, I could suppress all the negative energy until it broke free of its chains. And when that happened, I'd try and put it off a bit longer by ignoring it. Gretel was pissed off at me, hands was made of stone, and I was fighting off a dive-bombing mountain chicken while trying to communicate with my rusty ancestors from an ancient algal swamp, all harmoniously chanting the importance of The Come back and see us real soon now, you hear?